Welcome to Call Us Mommy. Featuring daddies. This is Austin. This is Aaron. We're going to talk about love, relationships, happiness, life, just all sorts of fun stuff. Okay, well, we are recording today some episodes on love. Yes. And specifically Tiana and Austin's love. So we have with us today both of our men. My husband's here, Zared. And Bebe. And Tiana's man, Austin. What's up? <laughs> and we're just going to talk about our relationships and go over some questions that some of you listeners have sent in and just that we've prepared for each other. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, so, let's get started. Yeah. So the first question that a lot of people have asked you guys is who was inter- interested first? Um, tell us about how that all happened. I know the story, so I want to hear it <laughs> being told. Well, I mean, I think I was definitely interested first. Okay, I think at first it was mutual because it was an app that we both had to basically agree okay, on. Okay, Tiana, but tell the full story. <laughs> yeah, we will, we'll get to that. Um, and then I think you, he, well, I think the app that we had, like, are we were using, like, the guy has to message first. Is that right? Well, wasn't it on Hinge? It was on Hinge. Right. So I don't think the guy has to message first. I think it's just... Someone we don't know so, what that's like. Someone yeah, has to so. show interest first. Mm-hmm. And so I think I probably showed interest first, and then which means I liked your picture, and right. then you just agreed to let me message you. I agreed. Of course but I when did you agree? <laughs> I think right away. It was right away. It was right away. Oh, yeah. 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 It was right away. But then it was like our conversation didn't really go anywhere, did it? Like, yeah, did I you mean, ask me? I mean, it's a dating app, so it was like very – Yeah. I mean, I – I guess I don't never really join dating apps to actually go on dates. It was kind of just like a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. So like normally I didn't approach it as like a super serious situation. It was kind of just like very casual. Every time you master someone, it was mm-hmm. like, hey, how are you? Like not like great in depth. Like, like and I lasted 24 hours normally on that. Yeah, and Tiana was there like, I'm here to find a husband. So you're basically, you know what's happening in 24 hours? It's getting deleted. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I, our, my Instagram was linked to my account and then – we he followed me. I followed him back. We followed each other for a couple months. Yeah, it was it was a couple <laughs> months. That we followed each other. So like, right, the hinge thing didn't really go anywhere. We just kind of like left to where it was. Said a couple mm-hmm. messages back and forth, and then that was mm-hmm. it. And then we followed each other on Instagram through that, and it was kind of like we liked each other's stuff here and there, and like nothing really serious. And then one day, how many times did you ask me to what? go? To do something with you. Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting oh, there. that's what that's what I was ready for. I was like, that's I remember. Yeah. And then one day I decided, hey, I'm just gonna like shoot my shot, mm-hmm. you know. So I sent a message. It was actually one day I was on the boat with my buddy, and um, I was like, so you like, I forget exactly what I said, but like, um, no, I know that I said I was like, would you be interested in going on a date? Or, like, going to get dinner or drinks. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, her exact response was, dinner, yes, drinks, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, oh, okay. Set those boundaries, well, ladies. This, this, this was our sober stage. He asked at the wrong time. <laughs> Hit her in 2020 with that. She had been, like, hell yeah. Let's go. Turns, turns out that was a very bad thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, she took it in a very bad way. Um, <laughs> of course she did. That's the problem with the apps. 
Yeah, I found yeah. out later on that she like took. How would you know? <laughs> how would you know? It's, it's just hard to convey. Like people can read things so much differently. Yeah, you know? like hey, you want to go for dinner and drink? That's how we have like, that conversation. Yeah. It's like it's so was so hard because like I took it as like drinks, let's hook up. Yeah, and okay, yeah. I'm not down for that. I took it as like, hey, I don't want to like make you feel awkward and like force you on a date, but like if you just want to casually talk and just. Drink, I think that makes sense. You were overthinking it. She was like underthinking it. Like, I was like, thing. um, no. But in her defense, she's probably going at it like how most guys do yeah. reach out right. like on that app, you know? Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, we didn't go on a date. <laughs> okay, so what? Actually, was your, like it took about three times. What was your <laughs> first date? What was it like? Well, we went to dinner. Um, he, well, he came and picked me up. He opened he the door. He actually he, met Ariel. He met, he met your mom, aka me. <laughs> he met my mom, my sister, my life wife. He met that. And we went to dinner, and then we went... Where did we go? Papa. Yes. And I actually was like, his butt looked really good in those pants. <laughs> I took... Then she's like, want to get drinks? <laughs> yeah, right. How about those drinks? Yeah. What is that called? What is it called? The little... Butter? Yeah. And I took it and... Tapped him on the butt, and I was like, oh, my God, did I just do that? <laughs> but then it was good. Then we drove home, and on the, the ride home, which was about, like, a 30-minute drive from where we were at, we had, like, really deep conversations about, like, my, like, co-parenting situation, like, what we wanted in life, like, what we were looking for in relationships. And then, yeah, that's when I was like, he's going to be my husband. <laughs> which I was not expecting when you got home because – I mean, I was so used to just like after one conversation with someone, you being like, "It's just not, it's just not it." Yeah. But it was, it was pretty much like that when she got home. I like, literally, that's why I told me like, "No, it was." I'm like, "Yes." Which it I was. had to like hype her up because I think she was so you were thinking that, but you were like, "I'm I, scared I, to say it." Right, and you didn't want to get excited, so I was just like, "Well, I'll get excited for you." Yeah, you, kept you saying, know, let me be excited for you. Let me be excited yeah. for you. And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Yeah. No, I think overall, like. It was it was a really good first date. I mean, we. Of course, it was with you. <laughs> I think that um, at least I know for me going into it, I was pretty nervous, especially after being denied like three times and then going on a date with somebody. Um, but no, I, I think we had we had really good conversations, which I think is what I kind of opened both of our eyes to like, hey, this could be something because mm-hmm. um, we had good deep conversations that doesn't typically happen on a first date. Yeah. And I think we both were at the point where we were like. Let's get straight to the point and not like sugarcoat anything or not like beat around the bush. Like we both know we're what we were looking yeah. for and what we were wanting. Um, okay, so you said that that's when you knew that he was going to be your future husband. Yes. Is that really like when you knew? Like, was there a time that was solidified? And like, when did you feel that? I mean, that's I came home and I no, I didn't tell you yet. I just said like I was so excited. Mm-hmm. But after that. The next day, like, I was just, like, taking a shower, and, like, that's kind of when I talk to God is, like, when I'm in a shower alone, and I can, like, really, like, have silence, and I swear it sounds crazy, but it was, like, that's going to be your husband. Mm-hmm. I remember him get the shower, and I walked into Ariel, and I was, like, that's going to be my husband, and <laughs> she's, like, what? I was, like, yeah, he is, and then, yeah. When did you know? Um, for me, it was, I mean, I knew that I really liked you after the first date, after the second date, um, but then... I really knew that, like, you, I wanted you to be, like, forever when it was, like, after our long, I guess, we had a little bit of a break in between. Um, after our first first and second date, um, I found out that I was having a baby mm-hmm. with somebody else, um, and that had been, like, a hookup before I even met Tiana. 
Um, and in that, obviously, it was incredibly difficult to tell her. Um, and so I had to tell her after our second, or a little bit after, shortly after our second date, as we were planning our third date, because um, to me, it was like, I hadn't been with that person before, like I never was with them, but to me I had to at least try some, try to make something work for like my future child. Mm -hmm. So in doing that, um, I told her and then I had to call her and tell her, um, which was incredibly difficult. Um, and then she took it well on the phone, um, obviously took it how I expected, was pretty shocked, pretty, pretty upset. Um, and then... I followed up with a text message after the phone call um, saying what I feel like most people would say, like, hey, I don't want to, like, lose mm -hmm. you as a, like, a, as a friend, which I know she didn't take very well, yeah. but, like, if, full of good intention. Um, and then after that, I didn't get a response back that night, so I was kind of like, ah, crap, <laughs> like, kind of what I expected. But then her response the next day um, was super, like, comforting, basically, like, like, listen, everybody goes through, like, I didn't have a perfect past. Everyone goes through, like, their hardships. But, like, just know that, like, I'm, I will be here for you, like, if you want, like, to come back or whatever. Mm -hmm. like, something similar. I said it didn't count you out. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't count you out in my book. Yeah. Do you think her saying that, like, helped you later on, like, make oh, certain decisions? For sure. Like, if I'm going to be honest, like, it was when she said that, it was, like, like this is, so, like, like somebody like, like opened this another is, door in your head, right, like, like somebody like her is who I want to be with forever. Mm -hmm. Like somebody who like isn't like every decision I make or like every basically like she's not judging me for everything that happens. Like mm -hmm. obviously that was like not meant to like meant to happen. So mm -hmm. like that was huge for me. And even though I like I still went through and decided to try and make something work for my future child, it was like it was still like comforting knowing that like not comforting knowing I hurt her, but comforting knowing that, like, it was still, like, a possibility, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, she didn't count me out. Like, yeah. Because most people in that situation would be like, yeah, F off. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you feel like one? Yeah, absolutely. I felt like one. I mean, we were, <laughs> I felt like after our first two dates, like, I really liked her and, like, yeah. someone that I could see forever with. And so, and I know it kind of sounds crazy after two dates. I know, so but, it sounds really crazy us telling the timeline because, like, we had only had two dates, but like mm -hmm. we talked for a while. We too. did talk, yeah. We talked for like at least a, I think a month. Mm -hmm. It was like well, a month. We of like, talked about this, but like in that in that age, like when we first started talking, we were in high school. So like we're not intentionally talking, but yeah. like at that age, you're intentionally talking to someone. Yeah, I mean, so you're cutting to like the right. good stuff. Quick, yeah, I mean, you know? we had very like all of our once we started texting. Once I started texting him, <laughs> we should say it was very like every text message was very intentional, and it was like. From morning to night, like mm -hmm. every single day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say, like, for me, that was a big moment of, like, when I found out, like, this is this could be for real. And then whenever I did in things, when we reconnected, um, that was when, like, I really knew. Like, our first date back when we went on our first date again mm -hmm. after our break, that was when I knew, like, this, it felt right. Like Yeah. It almost, like, I feel like it's, like, a qualifier. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you went through that. I feel like that, I mean, that changes your life. You were talking about that earlier. Like, yeah, like your life is changing, but your life completely changed. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. Yeah, it took a full 180. And but to, to know that, like, yeah. that's, this is what I want still yeah. is, I think, a big deal. Right. So, like, I want you to talk about how you felt when you got that phone call and everything and 
Well, um, Ariel thought someone died because I normally don't She wouldn't cry. tell me. She wouldn't get it out. And I came in, and it was not like that I was like, obviously, I think every baby is always a blessing. So yeah. it's not that I was like, oh, crap, like, he's going to have a baby. But it was like, wow, like, I was – if you – understood my story at the time like I had given up like completely mm -hmm. on like that there was a person for me and that like yeah I was ever even going to be in like a relationship because I didn't want to settle just for like anything or like someone I didn't feel a connection with or someone that was just like bad for like bad for me mm -hmm. and so like I really thought like for sure like and too like when you you think you hear God's voice and then to know like Maybe I didn't hear God's yeah. voice. And, like, that's also why I didn't want to speak it out loud to Ariel. Like, I think I heard his voice, and this is what he said to me. Yeah. That was really, like, really hard for me. And, like, I tried to be, like, because I understand, like, that would be, like, a hard conversation, like, for him to even have. You know, like, that's a really big deal that's happening to him. Mm -hmm. You know, his whole life just, like, changed with one phone call. And so for him to have to tell me that, I knew it was hard. So I tried to stay, like, really calm and, like, okay, like, well, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your plan? Just so, like, I understood and then I'm a person that's like, I immediately react and like, I know that about myself. So now I have to really take a step back and like process it, pray about it. And that's why like, I didn't immediately respond to him. I actually, <laughs> and I sat in actually in this room, like behind me and I like cried a good while mm -hmm. for to Ariel and Zared. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like, I was still living here at the time and I went like back to my bedroom and then the next day, I remember going to the gym, coming back, and, like, after that, that's when I was, like, okay, like, I'm going to respond to him, and, like, I really prayed about it, because, like, if you've ever listened to any of my previous podcasts, I would say, like, you know, like, I don't think I'd ever be a stepmom, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't, if a, if a man had kids, I wouldn't even consider going on a date with him. And literally, like, we've had people be, like, we, like, as if they're just <laughs> implications to both of us, be, like, what about so-and-so, and, -so? and yeah. you're, like, nope, I, like, they have kids, yeah. like, you just was no. Yeah, so I was like, that was not something I was even open to. But that's why I had to really pray about it. I'm like, okay, God, maybe like this is this is part of my story that I just, you know, we all have these plans and our life doesn't always go the way, you know, we have planned in our head, mm -hmm. which is okay. And so like after that, I was like, all right, like I feel okay about it. And like I sent that text message to him and I don't, I don't remember the exact response, but it was like, you know, like he was going to go try this. And I was just mm -hmm. like, okay, like I think I hearted it and like, that was the yeah. end of conversation. Because like, you were like, what's the point? Yeah. And to me, like, I really respect relationships. So if, like, a man is going to be in a relationship with someone else, you know what right. I mean? Like, I'm not going to interfere with that. So we did not we did not talk or speak, you know, like, the whole time he was, like, trying to make it work. You also said that if you, you were going to do that, you mm -hmm. wanted him to, like, fully do it. Yeah. And not have this, like, in the back of your head, like, well, if it doesn't work out yeah. kind of thing. So, Yeah. So I, I think that you definitely showed respect there. But I felt horrible because here I was, like, you know, two weeks ago being like, you need to let yourself, like, almost get mad at you. Like, you need to let yourself get you excited. Like, this is God finally trying to, like, put this in your life and, like, you're not exactly letting him. And then, like, two weeks later, you're, like, literally bawling your eyes out in my dining room. And I was just like. And I literally, I think I told you, like, see, this is why I don't Yeah, and I was like, you're right. I'm horrible. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm such a privileged, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Married person. So Whatever. that was awful. Okay, so you guys reconnected mm -hmm. and – Obviously, which was great because I had to do all the work at first. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I just reached out to you. You had like liked my pictures yeah. or like yeah. liked something recently. But I remember I screenshot it in some area and I was like, he's so annoying. But like, yeah. I didn't know like you guys. Yeah. I didn't know that like, you know, but you took it as a prompt to be like, 
Right, yeah. which, which was intentional. Yeah. Like, right, but I, I... I didn't do that throughout the process of, like, me trying to make it work because, like, right. that's, I don't, that's not me. That was intentional. Like, I made that happen yeah. because, like, I wasn't in a relationship anymore, but I also knew, like, because of what had happened, I, I guess I was a little bit... Like, I know what you said. I know what it was. I know what you said. You're, like, testing the, the waters. It, but, yeah, like, I didn't want to... I, I didn't want to be rejected again. Right. Yeah. So, like... And I didn't know that, like, your, that relationship had, like, had ended or, like, d- dissolved. So, like, I was kind of like, what is he doing, you know? But I remember what it was. I, on our first date, we talked about, like, how I had never flown before and how I wasn't interested in it. And I had, fl- I flew to Vegas and you said something like, like, good job. You said something like. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Because you had just gotten back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said something. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. I yeah, you something. said something and that's when I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> So, you guys reconnected, obviously. Yes, we reconnected. And then I think, you know, it was very, like, even more intentional at that point. Because you were like, well, this is even more, you know, just more serious. Mm -hmm. So, like, what was the timeline for when he met the kids? Like, what was your decision process? How'd that look like? Because I think everyone knows listening who follows you, like, that wasn't something that you had done before. No. So, yeah. No one had has ever met my kids in, like, the three-year span. Um and actually, like, if I were to tell you a timeline, I probably wouldn't have told you, like, my no, my kids would meet someone, like, yeah. this soon. When I recommend, like, ladies will reach out to me, I say, like, a three to six month period of intentional dating. Obviously, yes, it would have been in a three to six month, like, like time frame, but <clears throat> there was, like, a break within that. Yeah. And so, um, and we did something very low key. Like, when he met my kids, we actually went and, mm-hmm. like, did, like, um, a Christmas outing and, like, went back to Ariel and Jared. So, we were, like, all with them. Mm-hmm. And so, it wasn't very, like, I would say, like, super hard on the kids where you're just, like, sitting in a room, like, yeah. all staring at each other. It was, like, we were all doing an activity. Like, they had their friends. And, like, mm-hmm. it was very, like, I would It wasn't, like, all about them meeting him. No. It was really, really low key. But they handled it well. Um, but, yeah. I think it was so... I obviously met him in August. He met the kids in no, late November. Mm-hmm. Like November. It would have been November, December. Yeah, November 29th is when I want to say it was. It went, went surprisingly well. Um, I had expected all three of my kids to be like, oh, my gosh. But I had prepared them. They knew, like, I had, like, mm-hmm. I liked someone. Obviously, my kids can read. So, like, they'll see his name pop up on my mm-hmm. phone and stuff. So, they'll ask questions. So, it wasn't just, like, a surprise, like, oh, my gosh, mom has a boyfriend. Yeah. Or, like, mom's talking to someone, like, what's going on? They've also wanted that for you. Like, Oh, yeah. They've been trying to hook me up with, like, Chick-fil-A people. Like, I don't think they knew what that meant when they were doing yeah, it. I, but, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they understood, like, the depths of, like, actually when someone's in a relationship. Right. What all changes in yeah. life. But they did. They were getting really worried that I was never going to find it. Yeah. So, like, if if you if someone asked you right now, like, how did you know that it was the right time? Like, is there anything that you can tell them? I would say, like, no matter when the time happens, it's scary because, like, those are your kids, and like, especially if your kids are meeting someone, that means they've come from some kind of broken home, um, some kind of split, like single parents. So it's hard, like, introducing someone that you don't know is going to be forever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's scary. But, like, if you don't take the risk, and I think that you should, like, look at all the things in place. Like, don't be like, oh, I have a new boyfriend. I like him. Like, mm-hmm. this is great. And, like, he meets them. Like, do do things align? Like, are you guys talking about marriage? Like, are you guys talking about, like, your, like, the relationship going somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, look for red flags. Like, just if you're just dating someone before they meet your kids, like, look for red flags and, like, things that would be, like, consider abuse or like control over like over you like look for those things Mm -hmm. and one thing I think your therapist said was that like you can only control so much too Mm -hmm. so at some point you do just kind of have to like let it happen yeah 
if you're a control freak like me, like you want to control every moment, you want to control like how things happen. And again, things don't happen the way that we always want them to. Things Obviously. change. Yeah. yeah. Things change. And it didn't go exactly how I thought it would go, like, you know, in my, in my timeline. But I was glad it happened when it did because mm-hmm. it, that's actually – because I felt like he didn't even know a part of me. Like, <laughs> like me as a mother, that's, that's a huge part of me. And mm-hmm. if you don't get to see me and, like, me in my main role and, like, who I am, then, like, you're still getting – you're still missing an entire piece right. of me. So I feel like that's when our relationship could really, like, grow. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say? I just feel like a lot of that stems and even, like, the – the I feel like the shorter time period than you would have typically expected comes from us like being so intentional in everything mm-hmm. we did like it wasn't just like a like you said earlier like a casual mm-hmm. dating like you do in high school or like just it was very intentional everything we did every conversation mm-hmm. like we always joke around and say like we feel like we've never like had just like a fun time because mm-hmm. everything every conversation every moment feels like it's such like a serious conversation mm-hmm. like a serious decision making yeah. yeah so like I feel like that and we always say, too, like, it feels like we've been together longer than we have, but I think that's a big reason for why it, it's been that way. Okay, so what prepared you, then, for dating a single mom, and even more, like, a mom with three kids? It's not like you're just, like, bringing on a, one. you know, one kid. Yeah. That's, like, more kids than some people even want in their entire lifetime. <laughs> well, I think it starts, like, when I when I first met Tiana, we went on our first date, um... Like, those conversations we had, like, I knew that her, like, parenting style and, like, her goals in life as a parent, like, lined up with what mine were. And that's, like, the conversations we had that mm-hmm. first date, first and second date. Um, so, like, that, I mean, I guess I was prepared in that. And I had dated a mom in the past of mm-hmm. one child. So, like, I was kind of familiar with it, although it was, like, a very different type of parenting style and different uh, situation. Um I think that was something that if you would have asked me three years ago, I'd have been like, there's no way. Really? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, what did you think about me having three kids? Because I know, like, it was something you were like, I would have to get a new vehicle. I know. I was about to say the very first conversation, (laughs) actually before, like, when we first showed any interest in each other, I was on the boat with my buddy, and I was like, dude, I would have to get a new car to even fit all of this in. It was on your dating profile, wasn't it? The other kids? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't the first couple times. I had downloaded the app several times, and, like, I normally lasted, like, maybe 48 hours max. Oh, yeah. And I didn't have it at first, and, like... Because I was just like, okay, I don't want to, uh, pictures of my kids. And finally I was like, okay, I'm only going to put every single picture mm-hmm. besides maybe one or two with my kids. Because, like, I want them to know I have three kids. Because mm-hmm. I knew it was a big deal. And because, like, I knew I wasn't open to kids. I was like, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. But for me, like, like me and my family are super close. And I have two younger sisters. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, like, a close-knit family and, like, kids, like, I enjoy that. So, mm-hmm. like, it's definitely, I knew it would be an adjustment and me stepping into a big role, but, like, it wasn't something I'd ever, like, shut myself down to because I do, like, I, I love kids and I, like, like that type mm-hmm. of family atmosphere. So, it's not, like I said, it's definitely never something I would have thought I, thought would happen, mm-hmm. but I wasn't completely yeah. against it, obviously. You're like, she's hot. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I think a, a lot of people would do anything for you, Tiana. Like, <laughs> take on a whole, like, basketball team of kids for you. That's you pretty special. Thank you. <laughs> I think that would be the craziest part. Mm-hmm. Because how long ago was it, like, one year ago for you, Austin, that you're, what were you doing a year ago? I mean, 
like with kids in your life mm-hmm. versus now. And it's, I mean, it's so crazy because mm-hmm. I think, and I always tell, we joke around the, when we first met, well, not after we had, when we first had Vaden, when Vaden was on the way, mm-hmm. I joked I was 21 for a week. Like that's what I tell everyone. Cause I, my birthday's in March. We went and parted in Evansville. Mm-hmm. Then we went down to Florida, not you and I, me and some, me and some <laughs> friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And then we came back little five and that was it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. And like, it was so cool to be this new age. And then I was pregnant when I was 21, just so everyone knows. <laughs> and then at little five, being, I mean, that was it. So for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to just transition my entire life. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. Everything's over. And I had to just adjust so quickly. And I say I was 21 for a week. Probably I was 21 for like five years. Mm-hmm. Took a while. Thank you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was that, that process of, of really changing my whole life. And I had to do it gradually. And still adjust and learn how to do that over the course of many years. But you are 21 and how old are you? 28. Yeah. So I think that would be so different. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously it would be. But how do you rationalize? What do you think about it? We kind of had this conversation like last weekend when we celebrated Valentine's Day. Yeah, we did. And I think a lot of it helps because I was never like – I. I mean, even in college, I would, like, my buddies would give me a tough time because I never want to go out and party and, like, be, like, wild. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was always, like, I've always been very, like, kind of, like, more, I'd rather go hang out with my family or go to a party with my parents and, like, <laughs> rather than, like, go out and party. <laughs> so I've always kind of been like that, like, not really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've always kind of, I always tell people, like, and I think we even had this conversation, like, my, like, what I've looked forward to my whole life was being a dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like what I like have done everything for mm-hmm. like to be the best dad possible one day and like you know what I mean to to set myself up and my kids one day so like I feel like to me yeah it was a big adjustment but it was something that I like have always wanted mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily the exact situation that I wanted but like something that I like was completely open for especially with Tiana okay on that note because that's I think that's a really interesting thing to say that like that's something you've always wanted and I don't think that's not something you've always wanted but it's like maybe you weren't ready for it like right away and so there was like a processing period so I wonder like what questions or do you feel like there are certain questions that you started asking people to decipher like is this a man that is like actually ready for this like and maybe we can just like if you can think about it later we can put them in the show notes or something like that but like yeah I think some of the questions are like when I said on after the first day we had deep deep questions and of course like he didn't have any kids and so like you don't really know your exact right. parenting style until you have kids you know what I mean like you always say like my kids never gonna do that and yeah. your kids gonna do that um, but still you have an idea of like how you're gonna you're gonna parent you know how you want to parent and so like that was one question I asked him so I did ask him like you know what are your and I had already asked him this but I asked him in person like you know, how do you feel about me having three kids? You know, like, this is my co-parenting situation. How does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Um, h- how do you feel like the, you're going to, what's your parenting style? You know, like, how were you parented? Like, what are some things like, I think we talked about like things we t- we're going to take from our parents and like, you know, all of those sorts of things. And of course you like, again, you never really know until you can see someone act those out mm-hmm. and they have kids. And if they don't have kids yet, you, you can only go by like how much you like trust them. Like yeah. they're a really trusting person, obviously like you know, like if they're not trusting, you don't even go with them anyway, like throw them out, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> onto the night. So, um, but you should be able to like, feel like you can trust that person. And like those things have to align and agree. Like, of course, like not everything, like even some things where like, Ooh, like 
okay, like I wasn't raised that way, but like, okay, like mm-hmm. I can see where you're coming from, you know, like when we have conversations about certain things. I like that. Okay. So what then do you see in him that makes him a good someday like stepdad? So he's already like stepped into that role majorly, like since we've like, obviously we, we live together now. And so he has stepped up in like so many ways. He's very patient and gentle. Like I am not either of those. (laughs) I'm not either of those. And I love that he's that. And he's very, like, intentional with the kids, like, spending time with them Mm -hmm. as much as, like, he can. Like, but getting on their level. Like, Quincy loves sports. So he'll, like, go play or, like, they'll talk about sports and, you know, like, watch golf and soccer and things. Like, I just don't get and I don't want to get. And, like, he can – he does that. And it's, like, everything I have ever wanted in a stepdad. Like, my stepdad's never – like, I wasn't allowed to call him dad and – my stepdad was in my life from a newborn. Like mm-hmm. I knew no one but him. And like, he never hugged me. Like he never told me he loved me. Like he never, I was very like not his child. And it was known. Mm-hmm. Like I was very treated very <laughs> differently than like mm-hmm. my sisters and his kids. And so it's like everything that I had ever wanted, like for like, okay, like I wish someone like would, you know, like see me too. Like I'm a person too. Like I'm a kid mm-hmm. too. So it's so good being able to see that. Yeah. And again, like my favorite thing about him is he's very patient. Like I'm like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the years of parenting. It is. It's, it's all wore up. Yeah. That's out of it. I remember when I was gentle. Yeah. With one child. Okay. So since you guys have moved in together and you've experienced a little bit of like being a stepdad, how, what are some ways that you feel like you were unprepared or things that you're learning now? I think specifically, I would say the most difficult part of stepping into like a step that role with um, the three kids is show, making sure all three of them like know that I like love and care about each and every one of them the same. Um, specifically in the fact that Mila is very like I mean, her love language is physical touch, so she loves, like, snuggling. Yeah. And, like, she's, mm-hmm. she's become, like a keychain. Yeah, she's become very attached to me. So, like, she's always wanting to sit in my lap, always wanting to be everywhere I'm at. And then, he, she completely steals him from me. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's hard separating that and then also making sure Sophia feels like, you know, she's being, like, that I love and care about her and, like, that she doesn't think that I just like Mila better. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, to me, like, it's balancing all three of them okay. and making yeah. sure they all feel, like, like I care and like they all mean the same to me yeah. and I feel like it's been the hardest part. And that's not just a step parenting thing. Like I yeah, have a hard time sense. like making sure it's you. I feel like you can never have equal amounts of like time right. with each child. Yeah. So yeah but that's like another struggle. layer though. Like mm-hmm. yeah, they're processing true. all that, <laughs> yeah. like how they feel about you while you're trying to do that. Like that mm-hmm. would be a, I think it might be even harder for a step parent in some cases because yeah. there's no history there. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and if I anything, was, right. their history that they have with their, like men, yeah. They're projecting that on you, you right. know, because they don't know how to do anything else. Like I, when we put the older kids to bed and Esme wants to stay mm-hmm. up and then the kids throw a fake oh, she's staying so up. Why I'm is like, Esme listen. here? It's like you've been, you did that for four yeah. years. You were now three you're seven. once and yeah. no one was here. Right. right. So they you have that time, like you have a lot of time with them and then mm-hmm. coming in and having to make it equal from the beginning would be super challenging. Right. And because it's challenging now with my own kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And no matter what, everybody has a favorite kid. 
So, I mean, there's that deep down. I mean, okay, so I just read, I'm reading this book right now, and it's about a lot of things, but specifically, it's there's a girl that babysits in it, and she's like talking to this three year old girl, and she feels like her younger sister is the favorite for her mom, and she starts crying about it one day. And the babysitter says, There's no favorites in families. Well, she's like, Obviously, like there are, but she was like, Then she was like, Think through it in her own head in the book, she's like, I know that, like, my mom's favorite is my brother, but my brother's favorite is me. And then, like, so-and-so mm-hmm. likes buying Christmas gifts for so-and-so, but then, like, my dad likes buying Christmas gifts for me. So, like, all evens out. And I was like, that's such an interesting that is a really point of view. Because I do think it. everyone has favorites at different times, maybe, or seasons. But, like. Yeah, and I think the ages, too. Like, I remember, I like, like, Vaden's 10 now. And as a, when I, he was first born, I always thought, oh, I can't wait. Until I have a son who's ten and we can go do stuff and like play games together and run around. You're I, such I was a so excited. Though. I know, but I was so excited yeah. to have a boy that and now that he's that age and he is that big and he's doing all those things, I'm like, oh, three old babies. And like it's a little <laughs> girl. I think I just liked younger kids, yeah. which you know, like how are you gonna know that before you have any? But right. I think I gravitate more toward younger ages. I more think than you I thought like I would. the like young and free spirited, whereas like Vaden's personality is so much like mine. I think that triggers you a lot. <laughs> but also, like, oh it's a heavier. It's, like, a heavier conversation, and it, it's harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just completely different. And I was so excited about that as a younger dad. And then now, of course, I still am. I love mm-hmm. that. But I, I do think it's it's just different to see how my kids will never be those ages again. I'll never have a young daughter again. And just to know that this was the last one mm-hmm. and to know I think that we're done also adds another layer that – Toughness. Yeah, yeah, and I, I want to hold on to those moments more with the littler kids than maybe I did with Vaden because I was so excited for him to well, grow and two, up. Well, until you're, we're like younger, so like, yeah, you know, like you're not seeing it through. Like, oh, these years actually go by really fast. Mm-hmm. We're like, this is lasting forever. Yeah, yeah, the days last forever. Yeah. Okay, so on the other side of all this is the obvious, like, oh, there's like a whole other relationship you have to maintain mm-hmm. as a co-parent. So how has that been? Obviously, it's, like, new. I think for both of you, there's a lot of, like, different dynamics, but. Well, with his co-parenting situation, like, nothing is, like, set in stone because, obviously, the child isn't here yeah. yet. So, like, he doesn't, you know, we don't really know what that's going to look like. Um, my co-parenting situation is very, like, it's hit or miss. Yeah. But the way that it's supposed to go is we do communicate through an app. Um, and he gets them, like, once a week at his at his parents' house for like less than 24 hours and really that's it like there's not a whole lot in into it and so I mean like things arise like with Mm -hmm. his situation and like he just went like a month without like getting them Mm -hmm. and so like it it's it's a journey I feel like you you never like get it down pat you never like for the most part I feel like I know what to expect now like this is what it looks like if you don't if you're not communicating on an app I highly recommend it this app is free and like it really helps, like, monitor what is, like, being said on both, like, both ends because it can actually be used in a court setting. And so people don't want to get on there and, like, bash Trash you. talk each other. Yeah, trash talk each other. Like, Make demands. It's yeah. very, like, kept, like, okay, like, this is where we're meeting. This is what we're time we're picking up. And then, like, if you, you know, like, anything else that needs to be said, like, if your kids are in sports, like, if they, you know, like, involve them in that, if they need to be, you know. But I feel like my situation is, like, very different than a lot of most typical situations. You know, I don't have like 50-50 custody. Like I'm this whole parent. I get to make all the choices. What is the difference in the way that you talk to his person and he talks to your, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, how does, do you manage those 
Like each of you. And like how do we communicate together about what's being said? Or like do you talk primarily to her? Do you do you talk primarily to him? Or like do you yeah, I mean how, exactly how, it goes. how does that go? Yeah, I mean I don't think we've ever had cross communication really. That's um, no. Very very rarely. I mean we both communicate one hundred percent about every like decision or conversation that's made, but I we don't think we've ever cross communicated or anything. No. Besides like I'm in person. No, I mean, eventually, like, it'll, inevitably, it'll happen. I mean, people will be together yeah. and everyone's... I mean, I so. talk a lot to Tyler's girlfriend more mm -hmm. than I do him. And, you know, she'll text me. She'll give me updates on things. And she'll be like, oh, I bought the kids, like, these things to do this weekend. And, like, I'm excited to do this. And so, like, I do communicate a lot with her. Um, she actually, like, texts back and, like, gives you, like, full communication. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I do like that. I really do like her. Um, and so, like... I, I enjoy that enjoy that. But again, like I said, like my co-parenting is different than a, like even a lot of my friends because like he only has like limited time with them. He only has mm -hmm. a, like a certain day, a certain place he gets gets to see them and he's not like actively involved. Mm -hmm. And so like it's a lot easier on my end because we don't have to stay in constant communication. Our kids are older, so we don't have big decisions to be yeah. made. Like everything's set in stone. Like nothing until like they're you know, hit a new age, like group where we would actually need to change things as of right now like you know nothing's going to change and like it, it's pretty like no decisions need to be made about our kids like mm -hmm. i get to make all of those so yeah it's definitely her situation definitely more set in stone than mine is in the current moment i mean my child isn't even born yet mm -hmm. so um, that's there's still a lot to be figured out and exactly how that's going to work and yeah. what that looks like so how do you guys not let and or how like do you plan on it? Because I feel like there's a lot of like stuff coming. Like how do you plan not letting that affect like your guys's relationship? You know what I mean? I think ultimately the key to that is going to be communication, open mm -hmm. communication. I think that that's something we both are pretty good at. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's definitely times where we have like that we lack communication. Um, but overall, I feel like especially in those situations, so those situations, we know that like that could be difficult if we don't communicate openly mm -hmm. and like really well. So, so I don't know to me, I feel like that's going to be the number one key to just keeping that. And obviously every decision that I'm going to make, that I make is going to be ran through her um, mm -hmm. because I want her to be on board with the two. I don't want to do something that she's not going to agree with. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's. Yeah. I mean, definitely staying in communication. And I think I've said this many times, like on our podcast is like, I think that co-parenting can be beautiful. Like, you know, just because your relationship, like, failed or, you know, you weren't compatible together, a co-parenting relationship, A, is, like, best for, like, you two's mental health, mm -hmm. but it's also really good on, you know, on the kids. Yeah. And that's why, like, I have, like, fought my hardest to have a good, you know, the best I can. Obviously, you get to some point with certain people, mm -hmm. and there's only so far you can grow right. with it. And I feel like I've gotten to the part where it's, like, the best that we're going to be at co-parenting. Mm -hmm. And I love that he has a girlfriend because she makes things a lot easier. Yeah. And, like you know, she's a great communicator as well. And so like, and I encourage that, you know, like I'm not the type of like, of course, like I met her first, you know, but like I wasn't the type of woman that was like, you know, no, no, like girls are going to be yeah. on my kids, you know, like it was like, yes, I want to meet her first. Like I want to get to know her a little bit and just to know who's going to be around my yeah. kids, you know? But like, I love that I did that because like she, she even told me, she was like, thank you for doing that. Like it was really uncomfortable for me, mm -hmm. but it made me feel accepted. And, like, that was important yeah. to me to make her feel accepted that, like, she's accepted in my life and my kids' life. Especially probably once she saw that you were doing it not to, like, 
like basically be like, this is my territory, but right. say like, I just want to develop a relationship. With yeah. You. And I wanted her to like, to know some like fun facts about my kids, like yeah. things that they liked. And she really took what I said, like, mm-hmm. like making bracelets and mm-hmm. she went and bought a bunch of stuff for the very first time she met them to make bracelets yeah. with them. So like, I think that helped. And like, it also gave me the ability to go back and tell my kids, like I met daddy's girlfriend. Yeah. And, like, these are I'm some excited. things about her. Like I got them really excited about her. And I can tell you like, doing that on my end when like he chose not to meet meet Austin which was completely fine you know like Mm -hmm. that's easy you know but you could tell the difference is because like I got them excited Mm -hmm. when he was just like oh that's happening yeah yeah okay enough about kids yes (laughs) so let's go back to you guys' relationship Mm -hmm. and after literally like three years of a lot of healing and doing Mm -hmm. a lot of work I feel like you kind of put all that to the test when you got into like a serious relationship. So how do you feel like the trauma from your past relationship from your ex has been triggered in like a new and like healthy relationship? Well, first I want to say that like, I thought I was completely healed. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I didn't have triggers anymore. I I thought that didn't exist basically. And of course it didn't like typically <laughs> out of fashion. I dealt with it. It's not in my life anymore. Like it never even happened. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, and of course, like I had been in a relationship, so like Mm -hmm. none of that was tested, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's like quite a few examples and we were talking about on the way here because I was like, do you think I'm really triggered? He was like, (laughs) (laughs) careful. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. So like, there's several things. It's like, first, I mean, you can probably hear by the Austin's tone of voice right now. He doesn't raise his voice or like yell. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's been a couple, like, times where he'll, like, slightly raise his voice in, like, a stern way. Just get a little bit stern, like, for... Yeah. He's his yeah. dad voice. Yes, in his dad voice. voice. That's exactly... Dad you found voice. it. You found the dad voice. <laughs> he found his daddy voice. Um, no, like, yeah, not even in... The, like, he's not even yelling. And yeah. I don't like that. I'll go, I don't like that. Like, I will sink mm-hmm. and, like, literally in my shoulders, like, and I'll be like, I don't like that. Don't, don't do that again to me. Mm-hmm. And... I think, again, that's just me being triggered. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to get worse or, like, he's going to start screaming at me, which is just not yeah. even him. I think he's got to be more fearful of that. <laughs> um, no. So, I think it's that. And then, like, if you follow me on, like, Instagram, like, I had recently, like, did a, did a photo shoot. And it was very, like, I mean, like, it was, like, mm-hmm. a... I was very hot. It was a very hot photo shoot. And... I would have, A, I would have never been able to do a photo shoot, but, like, definitely not those types of photos and, like, what I was wearing and, like, like be able to post those ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I probably would have got all kinds of, like, I mean, all kinds of bad things would have happened if I would have did that. And so, like, part of me was, like, making up scenarios in my head, like, he was going to be mad, he's mm-hmm. thinking this or going to say that. And he mean, he literally shared them. Like, he posted one on his feed yeah. for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I remember specifically, like, right, the day, the day before she did it, she was, like, acting kind of down, and, like, she was literally in the bath, and I went in there, and I was like, what's wrong? And she was like, I just feel like you're mad at me for doing this photo shoot. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, I never even once mentioned that it was, like, bothersome to me, or that, mm-hmm. like, that it would upset me or anything, mm-hmm. and because, like, I don't, I mean, that's just not something that really, like... yeah. I just wish that I, I could have had someone take a picture of you guys getting food after the photo shoot with you having like <laughs> wet hair, 
and I like your it. yeah, we like your Kim K outfit basically, and you were just like eating eat Mexican with your family, like totally normal. <laughs> and he goes, "Are you gonna go eat like that?" And I go, "Yes, I'm hungry." <laughs> I was in a bad mood. Um, you know, and I think that like he was talking about, like I was feeling a lot of shame for that because mm-hmm. I would have been shamed. For like that. you've been programmed to. Yes, yeah. and like I didn't realize I still had that in there because like. For so long, I was doing photo shoots like that, but I was single, so I didn't have anyone to, like, not, like, I'm answering to him, but, like, that's someone that, like, I care about, like, yeah. what he's, like how he feels, and, like, you know, like, I don't want to post things that would make him feel uncomfortable. And I think there's also, him. like, a part of you that does it as, like, a big, like, hey, I can do this mm-hmm. and be a good person, and it, like, yeah. you know, it's empowering and not thirsty yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. and so it's almost like you're probably projecting that onto him to be, like, I, I need to be like, mad at oh. <laughs> and, like, you know. It was, like, all sorts of things, but, like. And then I shared it on my story when, like, he shared it on his feed. And I was, like, like find a man who's, like, proud of you to show you off. You know, mm-hmm. like, that they know, like, you know, you're you're theirs. Like, I'm yeah. his. Like, I'm not going to go anywhere. And I, I don't know. That was a, definitely a big trigger. And I think there's, like, some other ones. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go into those. We can skip this conversation. Well, there's, everyone has triggers. I mean, it's not that just because you had a traumatic right. past. Like, we right. all have triggers. I think it's just that you have worked so hard the last yeah. year specifically. And so it was more pronounced that, like, we've had – you and I have had yeah. conversations like, oh, we thought that that was over. Or, like, loud noises. I mean, he popped up. One of those, like, what are they in boxes? You know, like, they're... Oh, the bubble wrap. The bubble wrap. I was getting something out of the counter, and he popped up. I turned around ready, just, like, like I was yeah. freaked out. I was froze. Like, it got me in a bad mood for, what, the next three, three yeah. hours. Yeah. And it's always... <laughs> oh, it, my. it was, I swear. It's always something, too. Like, I've always kind of been... Like, it's always something, too, he said. No, I, I just mean, like, I've always been, like... Like, I've always been the antagonizer, like, with my family and everybody. Like, I like, like yeah. just hop, hopping out and scaring people and, like, doing stupid little silly stuff like that. Yeah. I don't I'm going to have to quit that. I don't even try it with her because, like, I know I'm going to get clocked if I do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't scare me. No, I'm, I remember when those bangs happened out here. I literally, I mean, I was shaking, like. Yeah, she had to leave. She was like, I have to go get fit or something. Like, I can't. I yeah. can't do this anymore. Yeah, it's bad. Like, that is still, like, and I knew that. That's, like, a trigger I was working through in therapy is, mm-hmm. like, PTSD, like, having really bad, like, for loud noises. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I still I still do that one. But the other ones, I didn't know I had, like, yeah. within a relationship. Well, and you had no opportunity beforehand to yeah. test that you had those. So it's like, you know, how would you know? So you feel like you guys have handled, like, those triggers, mm-hmm. like, on a healthy level. Yeah, they've so- got- We've talked about that on the way here, like how much better he said, like they've gotten. I'm not saying this, guys. He's saying this <laughs> as she no, says it for him. They have gotten a lot right. better. They have gotten a lot better. So, um, what do you think makes it a healthier relationship? Like, how do you think it's made it better? Because I personally don't think that will ever go away. I yeah. think there will be different levels of managing triggers, like mm-hmm. throughout your whole relationship together. But it's just learning how to cope with them and like have good communication right and I think a big part of that too was just like obviously at the very beginning I didn't know what they were Mm -hmm. so like it's almost like we had to have have like a moment of like discovery together yeah of discovery to let me like okay well like I know on my end what not to do and hopefully she knows like that I'm never really going to do something like that you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like it's never going to lead to what she's imagining of mine Well, especially coming from a relationship where it was filled with literally, like, empty promises. Right. Literally, you could say whatever, and it's not going to matter. Like, she has to see it in right. action, so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something hopefully I've done. Is you have. that I follow through. <laughs> you have. what I say. How do you think that moving in together has sped up all of that? And, like, how has that been? 
Well, because like, you know, before we would see each other like twice a week and you can really like, you know, pull it together really well, yeah. you know, for two days. But like when you're doing life day to day, like, you know, like you have a bad day at work or I have bad days with my clients or mm-hmm. the kids are just having a rough day with me, you know, like it's, it's easier to like pull it together for two days yeah. than it is to like you're going to get the real me. Like I can't like hide it. And like too, like when you, hopefully your person should be your person. Like if you're having a bad day, you should be able to go to that person Mm -hmm. and express to them. Or like, you know, sometimes we accidentally, because like they're there and they're the closest to us, like take it out on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with all that. It's been, it's been good. I mean, I think that overall it's, we've grown a lot in that in just a short period of time that it's been, but I agree. Like when you're doing it for two days, it's easy to just, Mm -hmm. yeah, everything's fine. Everything's good. But like we both have busy, busy work days and hard days, difficult days, but like coming home to me, coming home to like her and the kids is like, I mean, it makes my day better. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's almost like it's, I enjoy it more because it's not like I have to pick up the phone and call her Yeah. to like get to hear her voice, like talk to her. You know what I mean? It's like, she's there. Like I get a hug or I walk in the door. You know what I mean? So like that to me is like one of the best parts mm-hmm. of it. You know what I mean? It makes everything better to me. Like it outweighs yeah. the adjustments you've had to make. Right. Okay. So I want to hear from both of you what you have learned from each other. For me, I have learned, um, I guess is perfect. Yeah. yeah. We all know that. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we all know that. No, for me, it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily something I've learned, but something that's like new to me in a relationship. Like I've never, I've grown up with very strong women in my life. Like my mom and my, my grandma, I'm really close to always been really strong personality, but I've never like been in a relationship with, with that before. Mm-hmm. So it was a big adjustment for me, not in a bad way, but just something like something I wanted in like mm-hmm. a future wife and mom to my kids, but not something that I necessarily was, I, I should say like ready for yeah. or like something that like I, I was fully capable. I thought like that's what I wanted and that's mm-hmm. what like I was ready for, but it was a lot harder for me to adjust to that mm-hmm. than I thought. I mean, I love, I love it, but it, like it, it was just something that it's difficult. It was a little more difficult. <laughs> hey, than we've I expected lived with her. We get it. Like, <laughs> so, like, like I tell you, buddy. <laughs> so to me, and, and I feel like if there's ever anything that we like that we've really had to like work with or struggle, not struggle through, but like communicate with through, that's that's what it was. Just in the fact that like. I think we're both pretty strong-willed, and that's not necessarily something I was used to mm-hmm. in the past with my relationships. Just fitting together. Yeah. 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 And I think the other person challenging you. You know, that was – I had to yeah. be used to that a lot. <laughs> Our podcast is next day. No, I can't right, right. that one. No, but I think that, you know, it is different because right. that can you can be challenged in one way in a relationship with somebody and then go to another relationship and be – Challenge in completely different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know this was possible. Yeah. Because <laughs> you thought you were perfect for so long. That's <laughs> you right. were told that. We do. Right. It's a Pisces thing. Yes. Yeah, it must be. It is Pisces. We should not have filmed this during Pisces season. We should have. Um, no, that's actually what I was going to say is, well, for one, I feel like he's taught me a lot just to be gentle. He's always like, be gentle. Be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like calm to me in ways to know that like being gentle is actually safe. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that because I thought it was like letting my guard down and like, mm-hmm. which it is, you are letting your guard mm-hmm. down and like, you know, like you don't have to always be so like overpowering and strong. 
like it's okay sometimes for someone to do things for you or like you know like to take care of you or like different things um but he also challenges me a lot because <laughs> he's <not> laughing <laughs> I don't know because he he pushes me in ways that like I didn't know I needed push or like that I needed to like grow in Mm -hmm. and that like definitely has been like a wake-up call to me like Tiana you're not perfect (laughs) well she literally went from like you know me the last few years I mean basically telling her like everything you do is perfect like any conversation we have yeah you're in the right like I don't know what that person was thinking so I mean there's probably a healthy level like needing that (laughs) that I don't provide yeah so I don't know and it's not like he does it in like a bad or degrading way like please don't listen to that but it's just like okay wait like maybe the way I responded wasn't the best like maybe I do need to work on the like my tone of voice when I bring Mm -hmm. something up you know like it's like those little things that like I want to do because I don't want to be like, I want to do better, you know, in all those mm-hmm. ways. But yeah. Well, there's a healthy level of self-awareness that has to come with that too. Yeah. You're not always perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I know I'm really excited about your guys' future, but what are you most excited about? Go ahead. You go. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I mean, beyond excited to grow as a family, I think this is still very um new to all of us like me her and the kids and so i'm just excited to see and they're they're starting to open up a lot more to me the kids are so it's i mean that's been that's been fun Mm -hmm. um so i'm excited to see that where that leads and hopefully they can continue to make them and her feel safe you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and want to be around me as much as possible um but no i'm just excited i think there's a lot of a lot of growth. Plus, I'm excited to have them in Greenwood and the kids in Center Grove Sports. I think um, I think I heard them say the other day they feel really safe. You bought a camper and went camping for the summer. <laughs> really safe. <laughs> um, I'm excited for a lot. Like I think that this year is going to be a really big year for us, and so I'm excited to see like you know like what mm-hmm. a year from now us doing a podcast episode what it's going to yeah. be like next February. Um, I'm excited for our trip to Florida. Mm-hmm. Brave enough to like take a really long car ride to Florida. So it'll be our first road trip, and I love road trips personally. And so I'm just excited about like a lot of different things. But definitely, I think this year is going to be a big year of like adapting and growing, but also just like a lot of first. Mm-hmm. You guys could take the RV. We'll rent it out. <laughs> yeah, take it on down. Gas <laughs> up. How do you do it? You do it first. Hey, this is Ariel. I'm Jenna. Welcome to Call Us Mommy, where we talk about all things life, motherhood, uh, (laughs) relationships, period. Do you want us to leave the room? (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys don't want us to look at you guys? Yeah, I'll leave the room so we can... (laughs)